catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Doubt or peace. Being alone or sharing in the shared humanity of all. These are the choices we have to make every split second. Tick tock, tick tock. How should you motivate yourself? What should your choices be? What should your ultimate choice be? Well, on Monday, go head first into the world of the deepest unknowns. And Tuesday, remember that fear keeps us stuck and you don't want that for yourself. Or do you? Nah, do the maths. You need to keep moving. On Wednesday, let fear be a choice which you did not choose because that is exactly what it is. And on Thursday, like Thor, remember your favorite superhero, even if it's not your favorite superhero. But with fear comes a chance to be great. And then Friday, say yes in the face of challenges and oppositions, even when you can't seem to find a rationale to do so. Fear is just a shadow that needs some light to become bravery. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side on Africa Tech Radio. I live stream on africatechradio.com every weekday. Yes, 9 a.m. West African time. Yep, till midday. So we learn a tech word usually. We dig deep into history to find things we can learn to help us move forward. And then I share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting the continent of Africa. And... We talk about the very important things that are also issues on the continent of Africa. They could be success stories. They could be challenges. They could be things that are emerging in our world. Well, let's start off today with a peek back into history. 8th of November, 1895, when German physics professor Wilhelm Röntgen stumbled upon what he would later describe as x-rays while he was experimenting with electrical discharge tubes curious as to what was causing a faint green glow on a nearby fluorescent screen rongan began systematically studying the unknown rays and published the first paper on the phenomenon less than two months later he referred to the rays as x indicating that they were an unknown form of radiation at the time. You know how they say find X? Exactly, find X. He didn't know exactly at that time what X was, but he just knew that it was a kind of ray. The name has stuck since that time. Everyone knows them as X-rays. Although in other languages, some languages, X-rays are referred to as Röntgen rays, in tribute to the discovery made by German physics professor Wilhelm Röntgen. Incidentally, he was awarded the very first Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901 for his works on X-rays. On the 10th of November 1983, yes, Microsoft introduced Windows. Yes, they formally announced Windows, a graphical user interface for Microsoft DOS, that's DOS-based system. Bill Gates promised that Windows would ship by April of 1984. However, in true Microsoft fashion, Windows 1.0 doesn't actually get shipped until November of 1985, 10th of November 1985. And while Windows 1 and 2 saw limited usage, it wasn't until Windows version 3, 3.0, that Windows began to see widespread acceptance. Right now, almost any system you open, boom, Windows. <laughs> well, as someone would say, open up new vistas. That's what Windows did. On 11th of November 1973, the internet is born. I do not mean internet, but the E-T-H-E-R-N-E-T. Yes, the 
Ethernet network functioned, worked for the first time as invented by Robert Metcalf and David Boggs from the humble beginnings as a research project at Xerox Park. It developed into the de facto standard for business and home networking as it is now. On the 9th of November 2004, the Mozilla Foundation released the version 1.0, the first version of the Firefox web browser. Firefox is significant in internet history because it represented the first serious alternative to the dominance of Microsoft's Internet Explorer. Before, it was just Internet Explorer. Everyone is using Internet Explorer. Right now, I don't think anyone really, like, uh, the number of people who use it is, like, really low. People now use Google Chrome, right? Mm-hmm. By many estimations, Internet Explorer had risen to over 90% of browser market share since the downfall of Netscape many years earlier before, you know, this time. And it's interesting to note, however, that it was Netscape itself that started the Mozilla project when it released the source code to their Netscape communicator software in 1998. And then, kaboom, it went like totally viral. It was upon this code base that the foundations of Firefox were laid. And the original name for Firefox was Phoenix seemingly in tribute to the fact that out of the ashes of the fallen Netscape, the new browser, who, yes, Phoenix, which, you know, we know as uh, Firefox actually arrived. And our word for today is ethical hacking, ethical hacking. So, you know, we would say, oh, he's a hacker. He, he hacked and all of that. Well, there's ethical hacking. There's a term called ethical hacking. It's, uh, it's the term that describes a situation where with the permission of the person, the owner of a data or an information or a data set, you know, breaches, you know, to the network are made to obtain sensitive information. It's completely legal. Like you literally hire someone to hack you or your systems, right? This is usually so you could check for the weaknesses of your infrastructure to know if you are hackable or if you're unhackable or to find those very little areas that you know you can be hacked through most times what big companies enterprises and corporations do is hire ethical hackers and then these people try to check for weaknesses in their systems or in their infrastructure so that they can repair those weaknesses and people would not make use of those weaknesses to come in and steal their data information banks and you know people who have sensitive information they do these things too on a sad note on top of the story i'm starting with today is the explosion at the canadians uh, high commission in nigeria's capital abuja which killed two people and injured two others according to what the officials in nigeria has um, um, said so a fire broke out when some generators containing 2,000 liters of diesel why are you keeping 2,000 liters of diesel well if you have a very big generator and you're servicing like a, a big building uh, and at the same time you have like a storage place that feeds your generator then it's totally like i can understand that now these were being serviced and the two people killed were nigerian maintenance workers for now everything points to it being an accident rather than a deliberate act this is what the canada's foreign affairs ministry has said in a statement and these two persons who were injured have been taken to a hospital in abuja and are being treated for severe burns the president of nigeria bola ahmed tinubu has sympathized with the canadian government the diplomatic community and all persons affected by the fire incident and all services for now will be temporarily suspended in abuja until you know further notice until further notice so i don't know i commiserate with the families who have lost um 
um, persons, um, two persons who died and the, who died and their families. I hope that you know, as we say, their uh, souls rest in peace. And I hope that this can also prop us to maybe try to like fix our electricity situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in Nigeria, very important, so that these occurrences would be really really limited i come from a great place it's called nigeria and we can if we just decide that we want to the set of impactful stories that i'm tracking this week would be the press release by the south african national space agency the sensor i saw all of them the yes sensor saying that their Hermanus facility is embarking on a groundbreaking initiative to install magnetometer sites along and near the magnetic equator in the African sector. So this move will significantly advance the understanding of the Earth's magnetic field and especially the one around the African sector, right? So the first phase of this ambitious plan would involve deploying a magnetic station just outside Addis Ababa in Ethiopia at the renowned Entoto Observatory. And it's pos- this venture is actually possible through a f- partnership between the Sansar Humanus Station and the Space Science Group International um, with Dr. Nigusi Gede as a collaborator and primary contact at the site. And then there'll be a proof of concept station. Um, and then the collaboration would continue. So the station will feature cutting-edge LEMI 3-axis flux gate magnetometer um, GSM sensor and a brand-new protective structure um, design. The success of this test phase will determine the replication of this station in Ethiopia and mark a significant milestone in this particular project. The installation of these stations in the African sector represents a significant leap forward in the exploration of Earth's magnetic equator and the entire continent looks forward to this remarkable discovery and the insights that this would help us to yield and if we switch quickly to kenya where the parliament in kenya has asked the blockchain association of kenya bark or bak to prepare the first draft of what would most likely become or what may become the virtual asset service providers bill commonly known as crypto bill so there is a very big possibility that kenya might just be having laws on cryptocurrencies very soon maybe 2024 maybe 2025 this decision followed the bak second appearance before the national assembly committee on finance and national planning on the 31st of october and the first engagement with the committee was in august 2023 when the blockchain association of kenya opposed the digital asset tax provision in kenya's finance act 2023 and now this directive to draft kenya's digital asset regulatory framework um, includes tax integration, revenue guidelines, mirror efforts that have been already done in South Africa and Mauritius and also in Nigeria. And this would most likely lead to Africa's crypto markets being valued at 25 billion, 19 billion and 3 billion respectively. So the numbers are really great. And the blockchain association of Kenya have been given two months. This is October. So let's say November, December. So in January, most likely we should have a draft 
of what will most likely become a crypto bill of the virtual asset service providers bill. Kenya's engagement currently with crypto assets is really high. Then third position in Africa for crypto site traffic and 21st in global crypto adoption. Yes. And if we move on to South Africa, it would be MTN SA, you know, saying that they have paid 1.9 billion rands in outstanding spectrum fees to the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, the ICASA or ICASA. And MTN South Africa announced its financial results for the third quarter of 2023. And in a statement, they said that in the quarter, the South African subsidiary made an outstanding payment of 1.9 billion rands for low-band 800 megahertz spectrum that was acquired in 2022 auction. Now, they actually still owe about 5.8 billion rands in spectrum fees, you know, after the spectrum auction was concluded in 2022. And in March 2022, ICASO concluded the auction of the International Mobile Telecommunication Spectrum, also known as High Demand Radio Frequency Spectrum. And they actually gave the telcos until the end of October. Yes, that deadline to settle all of their bills. Well, for... All other pairs, you know, what I'm asking or what MTN SE is asking is, my G, do you actually have the money? Can you at once do 1.9 billion rands? Let me know. In the month of November 2023, we would be having conversations in collaboration with Sela. The first of which just happened live on africatechradio.com. It was on the creator economy following the economic progress in Africa. You can search for that across streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast from Africa Tech Radio, how the creator economy is following economic progress in Africa. And then on the 15th of november 2023 at 1 p.m west african time we'll be talking about the creator economy and the future of work yes what is the future of work and how is the creator economy impacting work and what the future of work is supposed to look like on the continent and then on the 21st of november 2023 we'll talk about the trends in the african creator economy and the impacts that they've had on employment you do not want to miss this and shout out to Sela for working with us to put this together now swiftly into the stories that are making the rounds and the most important stories i cannot in one week not talk about or mention climate change its impact its effects or anything around it because the national disaster management center in south africa has declared the september floods as a national disaster for the western and eastern cape provinces The disaster classification allows the provincial government to approach National Disaster Management Center for relief funds to repair damage to infrastructure, including buildings, roads, bridges, and water networks. Though South Africa prepares for an election and, you know, there is the electricity issue and ESCOM issue, um, there, there are a lot of issues. None of them can actually hold down climate change and the effects it's going to have or the effect it's currently having. The damage caused in the Western Cape due to the floors is calculated at about 441 million rands for provincial infrastructure and 154 million rands for municipal um, damages. Following the floods, N1, N2 and over 150 other roads were closed. 
This has now reduced uh, 22 roads that are closed as repairs have been prioritized for routes that are crucial for economic activity. And while this is happening, uh, MTN, the Africa telco giant, is considering leaving or exiting three African markets. Uh, during MTN's quarterly update, the CEO, Ralph Mupita, told journalists that MTN is engaged in discussions about the potential orderly exit, in quote, orderly exit of its operations in Liberia, Guinea-Bissau, and Guinea-Conakry. They are yet to reveal why they are deciding or thinking about or planning on leaving these African markets, but the financial reports show that MTN is facing numerous challenges across the West and Central African region, and signs of inflation, currency devaluation across the markets are just one of the many many signs well uh these three countries also are not heavy hitters for the telecoms they're just about 1.6 percent you know in terms of what they contribute to mtn's revenue um this is just about the year 2022 looking at the 2022 numbers and also across the countries these three countries the telecom telco controls a secondary chunk of the market share about 30 percent in guinea bissau and Conakry, um, Orange Mobile, you know, already took more. Uh, they control about 60% of the market share in both countries. In Liberia, Lone Star MTN is the second largest tel- um, telco in the country, with Orange Liberia controlling over 50% of the Liberian telco market. So it's not the first time, you know, that MTN has, you know, hinted that they're going to exit this country. In May 2023, it was reportedly in talks with Exian Group Limited to sell its assets in these countries um, to them. And remember also that MTN is also nearing a close for its exits for the Middle East. That's uh, its reports of exiting Afghanistan. So we hope MTN, you know, all the best. We wish the best for MTN. And we really hope it's an African, you know, it's what what a lot of Africans actually grew up knowing, especially the younger generation. And we hope that it's not the end of an era, especially in these countries. Now, finally, to wrap up, you can now customize your own chat GPT. Yes, OpenAI is letting users build custom versions of ChatGPT to accomplish specific personal and professional tasks as the AI startup works to beat back competition in an increasingly crowded market. With the new option, you'll be able to quickly create your own specialized versions of ChatGPT. And it's not, it's not actually called ChatGPT, it's called GPTs. And this can help teach math to a child or explain the rules of a board game according to what OpenAI has said. Now, ChatGPT was released to the public about a year this month, a year ago this month. Uh, and they kind of like kicked off a frenzy globally around all things AI. Everyone exploded. I know I talked about AI in 2021 and it wasn't really a big thing until right this whole chat gpt thing launched and roughly 100 million people now use chat gpt each week this was just announced in november 2023 and they're actually confident that they're actually going to you know not just hit it but hit it hard right and most recently very recently still in november elon musk uh, at this, as I speak to you, he's about the richest man in the world. He also has announced, you know, another, you know, AI that you can use 
and maybe he's also going to be playing in the field and he's going to be working against you know competing with open ai's chat gpt so that's about all the stories i have I have um, for you today and follow us on instagram at a tech radio on twitter facebook and linkedin at africa tech radio and of course on youtube africa tech radio search for us binge on our content and please and please share share with as many people who are in the space um or as you know and if you look if you know someone who wants to get into tech they're not exactly sure how to send a message to us and a dm to us we'll link them up if there are people who are organizing um events things that have to do with tech they're launching new products reach out to us you know dms are very open and we will link you up and take up the conversation you can reach out to me personally too at anthony Onyekachi eBay on LinkedIn and of course I got you covered. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.